Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clean. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome, everyone, to episode 156 of the NBA podcast. It is not even an hour into free agency, and we already have so much to talk about. So before we get underway, reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. We're now being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter at AlmightyCasts. Joining me tonight, as always, is my very stable genius <laughs> of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? Uh, it's going well. I, I got up at 4.30, so thank you for the advice of actually getting some sleep. I appreciate yep. that. You actually had to convince me to I go did. to bed. I yeah. Did. So So thank you for that. Also, Brian, I'm excited because this is... Episode one of season four of the NBA podcast, meaning we are entering the final year of a rookie contract. <laughs> so that payday, hopefully, is coming up. Right. Yeah, we're only accepting max deals. We won't sell oh, yeah. for a penny less. Nope. I mean, at, at this rate, we should be getting max deals, like designated max deals. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Man. So, all right, let's just dive right in, Mort, because we... A, a stunning amount of deals have gone through today. Yeah, LeBron. Who? Yeah, I mean, first Bro- domino. Yeah, right? no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, so we talked in our prediction episode uh, about how the tea leaves seemed to be that Paul George was going back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Reports continued to go that way even throughout Saturday. There was you mm. know news leaked that Russell Westbrook was ho- like flying back from ho- a family vacation in Hawaii to hold a party, and Paul George was going to be in attendance, which all but confirmed that he was going to resign there. So in our prediction pod, we suggested you know probably a one plus one, maybe a two plus one deal. Turns out he's doing a four-year deal, $137 million, um, which is the max for him. Fourth-year right. player option, so it ended up being a three-plus-one. But mm-hmm. that's that's a firm commitment from Paul George to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Were you surprised by the length of that contract? I was. Um, I really was. I, I thought for sure he would go one-plus-one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is him committing. Yeah. It really is. And in the last episode... We talked about him, you know, saying no to the Lakers would be weird because that would might be might prove to be his only shot at getting to the childhood, you know, team of his. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I gotta give him credit. Like he he actually changed his mind and, and was willing to uh, to commit long term. That's pretty amazing. I mean, one hundred thirty seven million dollars is a lot of money, but 
George, the, he's in his prime. It makes sense to pay him at this point in time. Uh, Melo is coming off the books next year, meaning they could mm-hmm. be players in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know, because Jeremy Grant also signed for a pretty big deal, so we have to look at the long-term picture. But still, yeah. like the, now you have the, 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 the two guys at least, and you move forward. This season is going to be somewhat of a throwaway, but you have that core of those two guys moving forward. That's at least something. Yeah, I don't even know if this season's going to be that much. I don't know. I mean, it'll depend on what they do with Carmelo Anthony, I guess. You know, our, our good friend, friend of the podcast, Mark Deeks, has been on Twitter tonight um, explaining why they shouldn't necessarily stretch him. Uh, Correct. You know, they have a an enormous luxury tax bill coming if they keep this roster as is. It's going to be over $100 million. It's going to be a record-setting t- tax bill. But mm-hmm. if you stretch Melo then you're costing yourself what could be the ta- the mid-level exception for the next two years, basically. You're paying that much just to get rid of him. So, like, right. no no Thunder fan should want to stretch Carmelo Anthony. Like, it's not your money. You shouldn't give a damn. Like, you should hope you keep right. him and keep your books relatively clean because now you've got Russ on the super max, uh, Paul George on the 30% max, Steven Adams on the 25% max. Those guys are taking up 90% of your cap space for the next three years. Like you, you aren't going to have cap space. The only way to improve your team from this point forward is re-signing your own guys and spending the mid-level every year. So you're going to yep. want, you know, you're, you're going to want these things. You're going to want your ownership to use those in the future. Um, but that said, like, I think the Thunder were making fun of them because, um, you know, their, their season ended in disappointing fashion, obviously, but, yeah. Like they were really starting to hit their stride right before Roberson went down. I think and I think that was probably part of their pitch to Paul George was like, you know, bring <laughs> yeah. bring our all world defender back and that series looks a lot different. Like Donovan Mitchell is not having a field day against us. So, you know, give us a shot with that in year two, like everyone's more comfortable in the system. I you know, I, I think OKC I'm not going to say they're on the level of the Warriors, obviously. The Rockets we will get to shortly because they just Mm -hmm. suffered a big loss. Um, They did. You know, I I mean, I think OKC could be right in that next tier with Utah, with Minnesota, with, you know, depending on how you feel about Houston now, and we'll see what happens over the rest of the summer, but Houston's in there too. Like, they feel like they could be at least a top four seed in the West. So, I, I, I mean... It's a lot of money, but it is just. I mean, and Paul George is worth it, and Jeremy Grant's worth it. I mean, Jeremy Grant, he got three years, twenty-seven million. Um, I mean, again, you you have to re-sign your guys because you have no other alternative. If you're OKC, you're not gonna be able to replace these guys in the open market. So, like it, that is an enormous bill. But if their ownership is willing to pay it, all the power to them. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what this Thunder team looks like next year. I think they're gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, look, Melo is going to regress, so that's why I made the throwaway line. Yeah, I don't think right. they're going to necessarily improve mm-hmm. uh, upon what they did last season. Oh, we can say last season now, because we're okay. actually entering the new season now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, what's their ceiling for for this season? Like, second round? I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, that's okay. The thing is, you have to look like a year or two ahead. Like, that yeah. might increase depending on 
what how that roster proceeds. What I'm nervous about is is more so Russell Westbrook than anything though, because he took a step back last year as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure like what the right Russ is or the mm-hmm. uh, the accurate accurate portrayal of Rush is, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think the good thing for the Thunder is you look at the Cavs and how difficult of a time they've had with mm. all this uncertainty with LeBron, like with him on all of these short-term deals. It's just tough to build a team around that because you're not sure what your team's going to look like a year or two right. down the line. And that was the problem with the Paul George trade. You know, they they came reportedly came very close to acquiring Paul George last summer. But Paul George wanted a commitment from LeBron that he was going to be there beyond next season, and LeBron wouldn't do it. So that com- you know potentially contributed to that deal falling apart. Now for the Thunder, you know you have Russ, you know you have Paul George, you know you have Stephen Adams locked in. Those are your core guys. It's going to be easier to at least sell a vision of this is our team for the next two to three years. Like yeah, you know we we can go out and pursue people with that tax uh, it's going to be a taxpayer mid-level we can go out and pursue people with that and say like look you know we've got this foundation in place you don't have to worry about our outlook a mm. year or two down the road so i you know i i think it's again a lot of money but if their owners are willing to spend it like this is an enormously huge night for oklahoma city also a good night for the spurs because now it's a good night for the Spurs. Yeah. Now, if you're, you know, if you're looking at Kawhi Leonard, like a year ago, we all thought Paul George was going to be a Laker right now. It mm-hmm. he made no bones about saying he wanted to go to the Lakers in 2018. You know, everyone, Sam Amick was all over it. But that report was, a lot of people were reporting it. Kawhi is now in the same situation where a lot of people are reporting he wants to go to the Lakers in 2019, but. You know, if you are a Boston or a Philly, all of a sudden you can look at this Paul George situation and say, if he comes to our city, comes to our team, likes our organization, realizes he has a decent shot to win with us, maybe he'll re-sign with us. And then the Lakers now are under more pressure because they see, oh shit, we thought we were getting Paul George this summer, and now we don't have it. And now we mm. can play the same game with Kawhi. We could wait it out and, you know, say he's going to sign with us next summer. But maybe he doesn't. So, big night for the Spurs, potentially, with this Kawhi Leonard trade. Right. I'm going to challenge you on one thing, though. Because okay. Paul George arrived from Indiana. Yeah. Kawhi is from San Antonio. Like, what kind of organization do you find in the league that's better than the Spurs overall? So That's fair. That, yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, obviously, if he comes to Boston and stuff like that, he'll notice some similarity uh, in how the organization is run. Like, he'll, it's a top-class organization, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think every organization he would go to would be a small step down from the Spurs. And I yeah. think he'll realize it and go, what the hell did I do? <laughs> right. Which which is going to potentially throw a wrench into things. Like, mm-hmm. But I agree with your overall point. I mean, absolutely... You should gamble for talent. We, you know, you and I loved the Paul George trade last year for yeah. OKC, mm-hmm. partly because at that point in time, Victor Oladipo wasn't Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, they took a gamble on talent. They were buyers in a seller's market, mm-hmm. and it worked out for him. Yeah, they teams should absolutely go for Kawhi if he's available. But like you pointed to, they have to look inwards before. 
I yeah. mean, like, you have the... While we were talking, a report came out saying the Los Angeles Clippers were really trying to engage in, in the mm-hmm. Kawhi trade talks. Like, you're not an organization with any sort of identity yet. You're in complete flux. Like, yeah, you got a decent groundwork to be good in the future, but you have, like, you don't know who you are yet. Your organizational infrastructure is still kind of muddy. Right. Like, what is your expectations here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we'll get to a couple uh, <laughs> a couple questionable deals that we've seen come in so far, too, where, where it, it does beg the question of, like, I don't, I don't understand what these teams are thinking necessarily in terms of like where you envision yourself and how you see these guys fitting in. But um, before we go there, Chris Paul is the other big story of the night so far. Four-year max with the Rockets, $160 million. You and I thought three-year max was probably the best-case scenario for Houston, but mm. four is better than five at least, right? It is. That last year is... Well, I was going to say is going to be ugly. We don't know, but it right. could be ugly. It right. could be very, very ugly because he's 33. So at that point in time, he's going to be, you know, that's after three years. So 36, going into his age 36 year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that could be some pretty big money to pay for a point guard who is taking a significant step down at that point. But, you know, who knows? It's Chris Paul. For all we know, he can play like this until he's 40. Yeah. Oh, we just got a signing coming in. Marco Bellinelli, two years, $12 million to the Spurs. Man. All, oh, he's all, returning home. Nice. All of these Sixers legends have gotten overpaid right away between but him But we and... also, we had two other signings, by the way. Yeah. While we were talking about, um, while we were talking about Paul George. Derrick Rose returning to Minnesota. Omri Caspi oh. going to Memphis. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tibbs. He's trying to get fired. I'm convinced. Well, it's a minimum deal. I, you know, they can work around that. But I no, know. Uh, yeah. So you're losing your boys. You're losing Ersan. You're losing losing I mean, Marco. I <laughs> at that price, good riddance, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, they're productive players, but if they were costing six to, I mean, Marco's two years, twelve million. Ersan was three twenty-one to the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. Right. Sixers were not going to be in that ballpark for either player. It, it, really, uh, the Sixers, I mean, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, roster spots are at a premium for them. They've got 13 guys mm-hmm. under contract already. Um, there are reports that Jonah Bolden, at least when Brian Colangelo was in charge, he said Jonah Bolden was likely to come over. So that would be 14, which leaves one spot available. I do wonder if when Jared ba- or when LeBron James likely signs with the Lakers if they will agree to a buyout with Jared Bayless or try to use him as um, you know salary matching for a mm. trade uh, just to I don't see the point of keeping Jared Bayless on the roster but still you're just not going to have that many spots available so it doesn't surprise me that Marco and Ursan are gone but let's talk about the Ursan deal because I'd say that's probably one of the more questionable ones we've seen so far tonight not necessarily was it fully guaranteed um I haven't seen I think it was partially guaranteed oh okay um let me because I didn't see like any attached notes to that contract because on the surface it's three years 21 million as you mentioned right right I I wanted to say it was partially guaranteed I don't remember where I saw that so I could be wrong I mean my problem with it isn't the money 
it's A, the years, and B, it hard caps them. So for the second mm-hmm. straight season, this is much like Detroit last year with Langston Galloway. All of a sudden, Bobby Marks had a good tweet about this of ESPN. They have $110 million in salary right now. The hard cap's about a little less than 130 but they cannot exceed that hard cap, and Jabari Barker is still a free agent. Ugh. Yeah. So nope, that's, it, uh, that's not great. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it begs the question of, is you know, like, in theory, Ilyasova can just be a poor man's Jabari. He can fill that role not as well, but he can, you know, be that stretch four guy. So, yeah, and he's a more stable shooter. Right. So it begs the question of, are you know are the Bucks basically preparing themselves to lose Jabari Parker? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we talked about naming Jabari, but here's the thing. I, I, I thought about this after we talked about it. What if he goes down again and you have him locked up? Mm. Then you can't nay him at all. Yeah, that's true. So maybe they should just cut bait at this point. Like if yeah. the Kings are willing to sacrifice a lot of money for him, like, just go, yeah, sure. Or maybe, like, <laughs> let them know, you know what? You should up your offer because we'll match. And the right. Kings, being the Kings, would be like, oh, let's add another $15 million to that contract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. And, I mean, like, the Bucks, even so even if Jabari signs an offer sheet or agrees to an offer sheet during the moratorium, the earliest he can sign is after, which is noon on July 6th. The right. Bucks would then have two days to match. So, like, their best-case scenario, frankly, is he reaches a deal quickly, and that gives them upward of a week to dump salary to, mm. you know, if he gets an offer sheet north right. of $20 million, and that, that pushes them beyond the hard cap. Like, they, they would still have time to dump salary to retain him. But, man, just, like, <laughs> why are you doing your, this to yourself on – Day one, midnight of free agency. It's, uh, and we can ask the same about the Pacers, who signed Duck McDermott to three years, $22 million, all guaranteed. Yeah. Look, so I've, I've been exposed to McBuggets for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he is absolutely, undoubtedly one of the best shooters in the league. Mm-hmm. The problem is, he does not take many three-point shots. Mm-hmm. When you're a shooter, and that's more or less your only strength... That's a problem. Like yeah. you need to be able to shoot the ball at a high clip. His career high in three point field goal attempts per game per thirty six minutes even is five. Like that should be eight or nine, even <laughs> ten. Right. Like go look at Gerald Green, Doug. Mm-hmm. Who, and who yeah, just who got, just signed. Yeah, a minimum back to Houston. Yep. So basically for this deal to be worth it for Indiana. Duck has to come in and become that long-range gunner who ups his attempts significantly. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, he's just one of those, you know, sort of average dudes who won't really move the needle any. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it, much like with Ursan, it's the years that bother me more than the salary. Like, I would rather see them... I mean, you know, we, we thought... or we, I forget who reported it, but... Someone, I think it was Woj, uh, like a day or two ago, that said they were interested in Aaron Gordon. Um, maybe, yep. maybe what happened with Thaddeus Young opting in made them realize they don't need uh, another power forward. So maybe that steered them more toward wings. But 
like ugh, I, I, I'd rather see you overpay him for fewer years than get him yeah. locked in for three years because it, it just I, I don't you know I, I'm hesitant to criticize it that much just because I had said all last summer I didn't get what the Pacers were doing and I thought they had the ceiling of a 10 seed and then they obviously surprised me so for all we know McBuckets is about to hit a new level next to Oladipo and next to Thad and Bojan and Miles Turner and I'm going to look like an idiot again um, but <laughs> But these are, it's like those type of guys don't strike me as guys you go out, I mean, hell, the McDermott signing broke before midnight, which... Right. Uh, <laughs> How is that possible? Right. I yeah. don't understand. It really, Tampering? Yeah, it begs the question of whether Indiana will be hearing from the league office on that one. Um, oh, they, they weren't the only one. Like, here's I the know. thing. So many, so many deals broke about <laughs> no. five minutes before midnight. And yeah. I think the amount of attention that we as Twitterers and bloggers and podcasters, podcasters put on it, the league is going to respond. So next yeah. year, there's going to be like a memo or <laughs> right. something. And, and it's not going to change anything behind the scenes. Seems we're still going to do what they do. Yeah. It's just going to be like, hey, guys, don't announce stuff like five, right. uh, five minutes right. before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, we don't know what the market was for McDermott or Ilyasova for that matter, but it just feels right. like there's going to be, you're going to look back in two weeks and there are going to be guys signing for the minimum or for the taxpayer MLE at, at, who are probably better than those two guys. And Gerald gonna, Green! Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Let's go to the Rockets more. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-sized prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clear. Because we already talked about Chris Paul, but they lost Trevor Ariza. Oh, they did. And this this deal, like, we were talking about this right before we started recording. So, mm-hmm. Trevor Ariza went to Phoenix one year, $15 million. I have no yep. problems with that deal, by the way. That's fine. No, yeah. But w- what I have a problem with is the fit, because I don't know what Phoenix is doing. Now they have Trevor Ariza, Mikhail Bridges, TJ Warren, and Josh Jackson. Okay, so you can argue a lot of those guys can play the four as well as the three. Most of them are by nature small forwards. That's mm-hmm. fine. So you have, but but here's the thing: they all s- slide up to the four. None of them slide down to the two. Mm-hmm. TJ Warren is a three four. Trevor Reese is a three four. Josh Jackson is a three four. Mikael Bridges is probably the one guy who is like stuck, like only being able to play the three. So you have all these guys who can't really swing down to the next wing position, being shooting guard, like. What do you do there? Like, how do you find all those? And then you add Marquise Chris and Draken Bender into the mix of the four. Mm-hmm. Like, someone is going to write the pine hard. It's probably going to be Mikhail Bridges. Right. But even even with him out of the equation, I could see a lot of those guys be like, what are you doing? Like, there are not enough minutes to go around. <laughs> right. And also, like, what are you doing at point guard? Because they waved Tyler Ulis right before free agency started. Mm-hmm. Now they're down to Brandon Knight and your boy Eli Okobo. Yeah, give Eli Okobo all the minutes that he wants. That's fine. That's fine. I I hope 
they start him. That would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, they if if nothing else, they need a backup point guard. They need someone yeah. to come in there with some experience. I mean, <laughs> starting right. a 20-year-old rookie with no real backup place that's not yeah, well, great I mean, it's brandon knight i guess but or like maybe but is gonna... he a point guard though is he Nominally. i always felt he was yeah I, I think i felt more so he was a like a two slash one yeah. but like we don't even know about his health like right we have no idea what type of player he is anymore yeah which begs the question are they gonna run devin booker more as a playmaker this season and like trust him as a de facto point guard and maybe you're gonna have mm-hmm. lineups where you have like Ugh. Booker, Bridges, Ariza, <laughs> Jackson. I don't even know Jackson or Warren, and then Aiton. But then yeah, like Bender and Chris too. Like they're gonna have they have a lot of versatility. I guess it's just yeah. I, I, like I don't have for Phoenix, whatever. Like it's that's fine. What one year I'm not ever gonna criticize any one year deal because right. it doesn't matter, especially for a rebuilding team. Like it super doesn't matter it has no long-term bad effects on their con on their books i would much rather like indiana should have definitely just given trevor ariza a one-year 15 million dollar deal rather than three years 22 for mcdermott i would like that so much more um but it, it makes me wonder like what is phoenix's play here is it literally just we want to be mildly more competitive than we were last season we think Ariza could be a good veteran presence, especially for our 18,000 wings on our roster. But yeah, like, that, that, this team isn't making the playoffs next year. Right. I, I think it has to be like a mentorship thing because mm-hmm. I cannot imagine why they would go out and, and sign Ariza, who, which is a complete win-now like move. Right. Um, so maybe they're trying to invest in Mikhail Bridges through Trevor Ariza. Like, really tried to, to show Bridges, like, this is the type of guy we want you to become. Mm-hmm. Like, a switchable three, four, maybe, because he does have the length. Like, he just doesn't have the, the, the weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and how he gets shots and what... I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. It has to be a mentorship thing. If it's not, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> right. Is it, like, do they think they are in the conversation for the playoffs because maybe it would be in the east especially if lebron leaves but in the west like yeah no it's no. gonna be i mean we thought last season was a bloodbath my god oh yeah like, this is this is gonna be ridiculous this is yeah but like yeah. dallas is now considerably better uh mm-hmm. memphis is better phoenix i mean phoenix is better than they were last year like whether they're playoff yeah. contenders or not is another story the lakers but, are going to get better right yeah the clippers are well i guess the clippers might they might fall apart well i mean again so here's the thing about deandre jordan right is it addition by subtraction <laughs> yeah. in the sense no but in the sense that if he was playing you know mentally disengaged mm-hmm. like true. if he wasn't really in, invested in the team mentally mm-hmm. like would it would it be better to just like throw Montressel Harrell into that spot who's right. like an energy machine yeah so I don't know obviously like talent wise he's a huge loss right. huge loss but mm-hmm. I could just see them sort of picking up the pieces there they get more offensive production from that position anyway yeah but, le- I... but let's talk about DJ yeah Dallas one yeah. year, twenty four million. So he basically got the same amount of money as he opted out of. 
Right. Have we seen the official terms? I saw like Mark Stein had the approaching twenty four million, but I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't point. seen anything official, but yeah. I did see someone. I think it was a Dallas reporter. I'm not sure. Say twenty four million, but that okay. could just be a, a guess based yeah. on the Stein thing. But right, it'll be um, in the ballpark somewhere around there. Oh, we really have breaking news right now. Maurice Spates is nearing a lucrative deal with the Guangzhou Long Lions of the Chinese <laughs> Basketball Association. No, come back, Maurice. I miss you already. <laughs> a Sixers draft pick, mind you. Yeah. A near uh, oh near lottery pick. So sorry, I was just <laughs> Mason Ginsburg was <laughs> he got me for a second. He said JJ oh, no. Reddick is about to get another one year twenty three million deal from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean twenty even if we assume twenty four million for DJ Yep. It's one year. That's yep. fine. I was what I was against was like a three year deal. Yep, I I know. I in that last episode I predicted a three year deal. I thought you know that that's the I figured that was the reason he was opting out is to get a longer term deal. If I guess he just wanted to control his destiny and uh, the Clippers, I guess couldn't find terms they agreed with with Dallas. So he's just basically taking his option like de facto taking his option and then losing his bird rights in the process and for Dallas there's minimal risk involved I mean you can argue they had better center options again I wrote that like 1800 words on all of their choices at mm-hmm. Beatball Breakdown earlier this week um, but if they really the top option for them was Clint Capella but if they just yep. didn't want to wait out the market that long which is fair again it's much like jabari you would have to wait until at least july 8th before you're confirmed that you're going to get him and houston right. has given no indication that they're going to let him go if anything daryl Morey has said like basically clint capella cannot price himself out of houston um yeah i mean <laughs> as you said mark cuban could just want to screw with them which is fine mm-hmm. uh but you know it, it, I don't blame them for just going right after DeAndre right away. And a one-year deal, look, if it doesn't work out, go find a center next summer. That's fine. There's going to be plenty of bigs on the market every year. It's just how these things go. They're very fungible. Um, yeah. If you're not, if you don't have, like, a Carl Anthony Towns or a Joel Embiid or a Nikola Jokic. Oh, who got $146.5 I think it, it's even a little bit higher because the cap came in. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah, think, like, maybe one forty-eight actually. I think I saw that one. Yeah, but it's like but they kept Will Barton. As well. Like they kept Will Barton. Yeah, I I didn't I, like I didn't it. see that. Go- I like yeah, me too. I I, I think they'll lay nay him actually. Mm, ultimately, yeah. But but I like the idea that they are aggressive about retaining assets. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing, like everyone had him pegged for Indiana. Right. Because we heard the, the the interest level was pretty high, but apparently he didn't even take a meeting with them. Like he did. Well, <laughs> who knows? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean that's interesting. Like yeah. that could be him just going. You know what? I want to stick around. And if they if they hang on to Barton and they don't they don't trade him at all, like I would be fine with that as well. If it, mm-hmm. it, the same logic applies as with the OKC example. Like yeah. if the ownership is ready to pay for it, like that's fine. Go for it. Like yeah. Barton is an excellent player. He's gonna he's gonna start at the three, I saw a report saying. Right. Yep, Chris Haynes so, reported that. Yep. 
so you'll have like a, a very deep, uh, very functional, very talented squad next year. Mm-hmm. Who I I have to assume makes the playoffs this time around, even if they yeah. didn't last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, a starting five of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. And you have pieces off the bench too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trey I Lyles think, is good. Yeah, Trey Lyles, and like, I unlike OKC, I think Dallas is gonna, or sorry, Denver is gonna. They're gonna try to at least trim their tax bill. I don't know if they're gonna mm-hmm. be able to get out of the tax, but like you gotta figure they've got Wilson Chandler on an expiring, Kenneth Fareed on an expiring, Darrell Arthur on right. an expiring. They're calling Atlanta, Chicago, Sacramento right now. I mean, shit. I think Philly, you know, they're not gonna do anything until LeBron officially chooses the Lakers. But I would be more than happy to absorb Wilson Chandler's contract if it came with any semblance of draft considerations yeah. attached like he's a productive player still and if they just have to get rid of him to duck the tax hell yeah Mm-hmm. i said in the last episode that it would be a major fail for both chicago and atlanta specifically mm-hmm. if they did not squeeze someone this summer yep like denver is right there for the pickings yep. it's not just kenneth reed and um oh you just mentioned him daryl arthur right mm-hmm. yep it's also miles palmley Oh yeah, Ma- Ma- Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley. Yeah. Too many Plumleys. Mason- so many Plumleys. Yeah. Mason Plumley, obviously. Right. Uh, who has a longer term deal? I think he has one more, a year more, maybe even two. I don't remember his original uh, contract. Yeah. But I'm... he, it's it's longer. It's not. He's not an expiring. Right. So that would cost more. I mean, yeah. that's the one deal they probably would want to get out of. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Hawks or the Bulls, like you can ask for more. Like yeah. A pick and maybe Malik Beasley. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's it's all going to be a leverage play at this point, and especially mm-hmm. with Indiana using a good chunk of its cap space on McDermott. Like, I mean, I'm just shocked with how many teams have already spent considerable cap oh, yeah. space. It's really down to depending on what Philly does over the coming days. It's it really could just be Atlanta, Chicago, Sacramento as the only dumping grounds left. Because Phoenix is out now after the Ariza deal. And apparently, the Hawks are interested in Zach Levine. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Come again? Yeah. Uh, Why? I, I, I don't know. Oh my god, I, I Trey we, Young yeah. and Zach Levine? No. That would that would <laughs> definitely be the funnest offensive backcourt and the, the least fun defensive backcourt. Wasn't that what Bulls fans were terrified of? It was Trey yes. Young slipping to seven, and then just that a... is very much true. They were, yeah. Oh boy. Oh Atlanta. So, oh, no. but if they do it, like then they can't really abs- that. This would be a blessing in disguise for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like if they if the Hawks pay out a bunch of dollars to Levine, one they save Chicago from doing that same mistake, mm-hmm. and they also free up money f- for the Bulls. To actually go out and get some of those bad contracts and get draft picks. Like, if, if they don't have to worry about re-signing Zach Levine, mm-hmm. they can actually take on two expiring contracts and maybe even get two draft picks down the road. That's like, true. that would be a very hanky move from them, but it would also be the right move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I mean, oh, did you, you? I'm sure you saw it, but... Um... Nick Friedel of ESPN oh, yeah. <laughs> tweeted, you know, basically the ideal situation for the Bulls would be somewhere around four years, sixty million. 
for Levine, and mm. Levine just he did not say anything back. He just tweeted the crying, smiling emoji, which means yeah, he's the, expecting the laugh, laughing yeah. so hard I'm crying emoji. Yeah. <laughs> right, which uh, which means if the Bulls do match, well, he's expecting clearly uh, much more than that, and which is like the stuff of your nightmares. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with, you know, after this first wave. We're not, I don't think we're going to see anything with restricted free agents. Um, no. At least for a couple of days. But as we get closer to that July 6th, uh, the moratorium expiring, it's going to be, oof, that, that, oh, yeah. the Levine and Parker deals, I'm just low-key, like, morbidly fascinated by. I think the Parker deal could be worse because this is, after all, two ACLs to some right. <laughs> Levine's one. Yeah. Um, and and also just the the mere fact that you just don't know where to pluck him in, Jabari. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You, at least you know, Levine is a straight-up two-guard. Like, that's yeah, it. that's true. <laughs> but I could totally see a team sign Jabari and think, oh, he's a small forward. Oh. And, like. Well, that was he, he was pecked as that coming in, and you know right. it takes like ten years for a team to realize, oh, oh, the scouting report on him coming out of college might not be accurate anymore. Well, the Kings so, still think Marvin Bagley can play the three, so oh god, yeah, god, I saw that. Keep, it, keep them away. That was from, so bad. That yeah. was that was horrible. Yeah, truly, truly terrible. Um, yeah, let's talk about a good signing. And it's, it's a signing. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select excludes in-store clearance it pisses me off but aaron baines back to the celtics for two years 11 million player option yeah and not only you know not only was he a productive player and not only did he hit every fucking corner three-pointer that he shot against the sixers in the second round but they used his non-bird rights which means they still have their taxpayer mid-level exception to use like just really i mean i i hate him I hate the Celtics, but I acknowledge it was a, a job well done all around. Uh, oh, it was. One yeah. golf clap for Danny Ainge on that one. Yep. Uh, that's that's just a strong-ass deal for a backup center who is going to provide so many layers of stability in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, also, another shout-out to, to Brooklyn. Yes. And and John Marks. Like, Joe oh, Harris, nice. two years, $16 million. Um, I saw initially on Twitter, not not from you know some of the big name guys, but some people were like, "What? Who? The eight million eight million dollars for this random dude?" Like, yeah. no, Joey Harris is good. He's right. actually very very good. He just plays in Brooklyn, so nobody really pays all that much attention to him. Yeah, like he can score off curls. He can really hit the three ball. He's begun. I I feel he's become a better driver. I don't have the numbers for it, but when I look at him play or see him play, he seems to be more aggressive on the ball, mm-hmm. and he utilizes ball screens a little bit better than he used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a feeling this guy could be more well-rounded overall. Like, he's 26. He's not done improving or just rounding out his game. 
Right. I, I right. he could he could become one of those guys who could average like fifteen points in the season, and it wouldn't really be a complete shock to me. Yeah. I, I'm not taking any bets with you. We, we had that running bet with the Nets last year about whether they would finish with. <laughs> I think you were you you had them pegged as a possible playoff team, and I said I did. Like, yeah, under I'm not I'm not betting on them this year. I I'm I'm with you. I think the Nets are going to be. No one's going to respect them, but they're going to be better than people expect. Because not only oh, yeah. did they get Joe Harris, but they got Ed Davis on a one-year $4.4 million deal. $4.4 That's an excellent deal so for good. Ed Davis. Should so we just good. talk about Portland, how they just messed the hell up here? Yeah. Because for some reason, they renounced Chabaz Napier. Yep. The rights to him. Mm-hmm. This dude averaged 8.7 points per game off the top of my head. Shot the three ball, like ran the offense. Like, Portland, at this point, is in no position to deny talent or just, like, to relinquish talent. Right. They need to actually address that situation because outside of Dame, McCollum, to some extent, you know, Nurkic and um, and Alvarigo Mino, like, they, they're really lacking in this talent department. Mm-hmm. They couldn't yeah. afford to give him up. Like, what, right. what are they doing right now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's what we said about Denver and praising them for keeping Will Barton, even though they were going to plunge further into the tax. We will do the opposite with Portland. And, you know, yeah. obviously Portland is in a horrible cap situation for the next couple of years, so that's why they renounced Shabazz, which, you know, I guess their owner just doesn't want to pay out the nose for a <laughs> Paul guard. Allen. Yeah. Of all people. Yeah. I know, right? But, like, this is, that's the cost of doing business when you overpay guys two years ago. You, now they're compounding mistakes. Like, now they yep. made their mistakes two years ago, and now they are, they lost at Davis on what is a really reasonable deal. And yes. now you lose Shabazz Napier. And now, oh, I mean, I guess he could resign there still, but you, you at least make it a lot easier for him to leave. And now, now that Davis is gone, what if they do they have to re-sign Nurkic? I mean they have to, but here's the thing. Nurkic could take the qualifying offer. Yeah. And then he could leave next year. Right. At which case we would look back at twenty sixteen as the tombstone of the Portland Trailblazers era with Damian Lillard. Yeah. That's yep. the one de- like one decision can handicap it seems so drastically. But mm-hmm. okay, to be fair, this was two things. Like it wasn't just Evan Turner was also paying out for Myers Leonard. Yep. Like it was two deals, yep. but they were they just they just limit them so much. It yeah. was horrific, and now we're seeing the downside of it all. It's it's very unfortunate. I mean, we we saw it in Memphis too with Chandler Parsons. It's like that, Ugh, especially yeah. in twenty sixteen. That one mistake can really have not. I mean, not only ruin you for the next couple of years, but as you said, it can lead to. Damian Lillard requesting a trade down the line, or it can lead to Marcus mm-hmm. Gasol, you know, just moping around for an entire season because Mike Conley got hurt and Chandler Parsons' knees are shot. And now, you're, you know, the grit and grind era is on its last legs. It, it makes you wonder. I don't think we're going to see anything that egregious this summer just because the cap space isn't there. But when the right. cap space starts freeing up next summer, we're going to start seeing those types of deals again. Yeah. So I'm going to say something here regarding the Blazers because I think they have gotten so low on talent. 
mm-hmm. it's, it's talent there's in so short supply. Mm-hmm. I think Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum next year, both of them, are going to average over 27 points. Wow. I mean, they almost have to, right? They have to. It's yeah. out of sheer necessity. Mm-hmm. Because who are they going to find right now? Who is going to provide them a valuable boost, offensively speaking? Ugh, like, who's man. ready? Huh. Caleb Swanigan? No. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, Nurkic, in theory, you you would hope for more production. Mo Harkless 15. is very miss. But, yeah, I mean, they, they don't have that third guy for sure. Like, yeah, like, Jer- Nurkic is not going to be, like, a 20-point scorer. Right. He's settled in, like, the mid-teens. Yeah. Like, 14 to 16-point area, mm-hmm. 11 rebounds. That's fine, but, like, they need more production. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I They have some pieces, but it's just not – I don't think they are there yet. Right. I mean, there are a bunch of teams out there, like Portland, the Wizards, the Heat, and the Raptors. Yeah. I'll feel like they just need to come up with some crazy four-team trade where, like, they all just swap pieces somehow and see mm-hmm. if that see if that fixes things because it feels like all four of those teams are stuck and they just don't have any way out based on – you know, the, the pieces they have, the star pieces they have for, or in Miami's case, the lack thereof. Um, I don't know what that deal is. If anyone wants to come up with something on the trade machine, send it our way. We'll, we'll happily yeah. review and <laughs> send it to the appropriate parties. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, that Portland team is going to, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Nurkic as well. Hmm. Um, who else have we... Oh, there was a, another big-name free agent by the name of, you know, Kevin Durant. Kevin, I was just about yeah. to go that route. Yeah, like, hey, we haven't even... T- we've talked here for 45 minutes. We haven't even mentioned KD because it was right. just like, oh, yeah, yeah whatever. It, it was a formality. But, yeah, it I mean, was. it's good for the Warriors that he took the... Well, to some degree, it's good that he took the 1 plus 1 because he took 5 million. Because he did that, he can only earn 30 million instead of 35 which is effectively the difference between them. I mean, that plus the taxpayer mid-level exception is basically $35 million. So it, right. it effectively saves them a bunch of money in luxury taxes. Now they can use the taxpayer MLE. Um, I forget who had the report, but someone, I think it might have been Woj, reported that uh, Dwight Howard is reportedly interested in joining them, which we assumed would be the case, but um, it's the Warriors. They'll have plenty of interest from other good players assuredly and mm. there's talk of jamal crawford going there on a minimum deal too so every little bit helps um and then next year if if so desired kd can do the full five-year max or yep. i mean chris mannix tweeted something earlier that was just like you know he'll he'll be 30 he'll have three rings and he could be a free agent next summer like he was just kind of hinting at you know maybe kd is not going to spend the rest of his time with the Warriors. Well, here's the thing, though. After three years, they have his bird rights. Right. So next year, he can cash in. If he goes yeah. to a different place, he have to, he has to do this whole shebang all over again, like one plus one three times. Right. So I, I think it's in the cards that he, after next season, or mm-hmm. no, after this season. We can yeah. say this season, though. Mm-hmm. After this season, just signs for five years, full max, and says, this is my career. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree as well. 
I mean, I, I, it'll probably come down to, I mean, who knows, I guess maybe if the Lakers have an open spot and Kawhi goes elsewhere and LeBron calls him and says, please join me, please, 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 maybe he goes there. Or, you know, the, the Knicks are obviously going to immediately think they're in the running, even though it'd be very difficult for them to carve out the full 35 or whatever it'll I mean, I guess, actually, it's going to be more than that next year. With the cap is going to be a hundred and nine million or so. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, I I think you're right. I think he's going to take the five year max and stay. Yeah. Stay with the Warriors, but you know, he he someone I want to say Chris Haynes. I mean, I apologize for. Oh, there's so many reports out there. Yeah, I think it might have been Chris Haynes who pointed out he basically took $15 million less over the last two years than he could have. So right. he's done the Warriors a solid. Next year he's going to get paid. That's fine. So prediction time. Does Dwight go with LeBron or does he sign with Golden State? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer had the report earlier about an hour before free agency started that the Lakers might sniff around a short-term max for DeMarcus Cousins. if Because obviously Paul George is now uh, with right. re-signed with the Thunder. So they, so they want to pair LeBron with Boogie. Right. So yeah. if that happens, I don't think you're getting Boogie and Dwight Howard. But I, So I guess it really comes down to what, if the Warriors offer him the full taxpayer MLE, I, I would assume he's going to go there. I mean, I still think the Wizards make a whole lot of sense for him if they offer the full taxpayer MLE. Mm-hmm. That, that, that would be, you know, if he's looking for a place where he can really start, he could probably, I mean, presumably he would start in Golden State as well, but he's just not going to put up the numbers he probably could in Washington. So, you know, if he wants to take a one-year deal, put up numbers, prove he's a good sport, and then try to get one more long-term deal next year. I feel like that makes more sense. That said, Washington's locker room does not seem like right. the healthiest environment, especially John Wall and Marcin Gortat seem to really start to resent each other toward the end of their time there. So mm-hmm. maybe personality-wise, that would actually be a terrible fit for Dwight Howard. I think I think he should go to Golden State regardless. I just think it makes sense because you actually touched on something which I think is also applicable to the Golden State situation. He could be a good sport there. He would actually go there and let these other guys be their main guys and just be a rebounder, a screen setter, a lob threat. And and I think that would go a long way to showing the league that, hey, I'm actually adaptable. Mm-hmm. Because that's been the big knock on him. Oh, he's not adaptable. I, I think the reputation of Dwight Howard has preceded him now. To the mm-hmm. point where it's it's actually hurting him and it's unfair. Like he's yeah. a good player. Like right. he's incredibly skilled. You know, if you don't go out and average sixteen point six points, twelve and a half rebounds, and one point seven blocks in thirty point four minutes, like unless you are tremendously skilled, mm-hmm. and you're you're, you're what thirty one, thirty two when you do it. Like that's amazing. Right. So he's obviously obviously got something left. Like yeah, if he joins. The Warriors, he's not going to sniff 16 points a game. He will sniff the same 12 rebounds because it seems that whatever situation Dwight is in, he'll still get 12 rebounds. Mm -hmm. Like, you can take that to the bank. And, like, could you imagine Golden State being the best rebounding team in the NBA as well? 
to that to like with Dwight to the point where they would just be so far ahead of anyone on the glass. Yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to whether Dwight is willing to accept his role because that's kind of been the running. I think behind. So he's thirty two. He's gonna be thirty three. But like that's been the running story throughout his whole career is like. He still thinks he's this like all star player who they should run post ups for him the whole game. Like the the offense will right. not run through you in Golden State. There's no way. Yeah. I think he really got some bad advice early in his career with all this Shaq thing because mm-hmm. he was never supposed to be a back to the basket player. He was supposed to right. be a pick and roller. Like yeah. that was the big mistake when he came to LA. Like mm-hmm. they picked and rolled with, with uh with Pau Gasol. And then they threw the ball into the post with Dwight. It should be the other way around. Like, you could give Gasol post touches, mm-hmm. but you should run Dwight as the pick and roller. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that made no sense to me. But it's Steve Kerr, though. We have to assume Steve Kerr, who's now getting paid over $10 million a year, by the way, because he right. re-upped. Yep. I think he is the guy who can actually make these type of things work. Like, he'll yeah. talk to Dwight in his usual Steve Kerr-ish way. Mm-hmm. And he'll work his magic. I th- I think it's doable, is what I'm saying. If anything, it'll be like the ultimate Warriors heat check. You got JaVale McGee as a two-time champion. You got Nick Young as a champion. Can you get Dwight Howard in there, too? That'll be, that'll be fun to see what happens with him over the coming days. Um, who did we leave out? Oh, Rudy Gay. One year, 10 million, back with the Spurs. I yep. like it. I mean, yep. gives one them year. good... Good Kawhi insurance, like adding mm. him and Bellinelli, like that Spurs team, man. It even if Kawhi leaves, like they won what forty seven last year. Now you add Bellinelli, like they're probably a fifty win team again. Which is just it, th- that's nuts it in really some is. respects because that's that roster when you look at it on the surface, put that on any other team in the <laughs> league, right? And you would go, oh, they're gonna win the lottery next year. Yeah, it's like a twenty win team. It really is. Like, yeah. do, do we underest, underestimate Pop when it comes to win production? Like, we always talk about him as the greatest coach of all time, obviously. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if, if Pop alone is worth an additional 30 wins a season, mm-hmm. like, good yeah. lord. Yeah, right. I know. I, I mean, you know, they've got now Murray and Lonnie Walker, so that'll be a good, interesting young backcourt. Deontay's my MIP favorite, by the way. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Tony Parker and Manu, one would assume. I feel like both of them are going to want to come back. If if Kawhi does get traded, they'll probably both want to come back just to like not leave a bad taste in the mouth of Spurs fans. Like they're already, mm. It's already going to be a very bad situation, so they're going to want to be like, all right, let's normalize, let's like smooth things out, let's move past that, go into the new era, we'll teach the young guys give them one more year of mentorship and then we'll go out but we probably won't know about either of those for a while uh but i mean yeah i mean adding gay and bellinelli gives them some good insurance if and when Kawhi does get traded and like you know it's whatever they trade him for will bring pieces back whether it's young guys or picks or you know more veteran type players like the spurs i guarantee you Everyone is going to sleep on the Spurs after if Kawhi gets traded and after get, right. Kawhi gets traded, and they're still going to win 50 to 55 games at least. Like, they're going to be right in the mix in that, again, they're not the Warriors, but they're in that second tier 
with a growing number of teams now. So with the Paul George success in the back, we talked about this to open the podcast. Mm -hmm. When it comes to investing in innovation, trust the experts. Robo Global provides laser-focused investment portfolios that deliver access to robotics, AI, and healthcare innovation globally. The HTech portfolio captures the technologies transforming the medical space, providing unique exposure to best-in-class companies. Investors, turn to this diversified approach backed by research from the experts. Learn more today at roboglobal.com. Slash HTEC. Obviously, teams would be more inclined to look at that situation and go, "Oh, we can mimic that with Kawhi." Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm on side Philly here in terms of I think Kawhi goes to Philly. I think mm-hmm. a trade is going to be reached here. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at a deal, mm-hmm. and obviously, you and I have talked about this. It's supposed to be Covington, Sarage, and you know, first round draft picks in some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi is better than. Paul George by a significant amount, yep. but you also have to still use that last year's trade as some sort of like comparison tool. I think you do if you're mm-hmm. Philly. Like you would sure. argue, look, look at what, uh, look, look at what Indiana got for for Paul George. Right. So at what point does this deal for Kawhi become too rich by adding Fultz, Obviously, but like, how many draft picks becomes too rich? Like, is two enough, or is it too much? I mean, I would, I would move too. I would move the Miami pick, and then whichever, you know, they get the worst of Phoenix. Or sorry, their own and Sacramento next year, uh, as yeah. long as it's not number one. In which case, they would send the worst to Boston. So I, I would right keep it top one protected, but send it at, send the worst of the two, as well. Um, I mean, yeah, and then like, Covington and Sarge. Yeah, and then if you need to. Trying to think of you. You might need to include Bayless just for salary matching. Uh, oh no, I guess because they're under the cap, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Never mind. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a better deal than what yeah. Indiana got already. Right. Right. Because at the time, Oladipo wasn't what he turned into, and he was signed to that right. big deal, and it looked like. He was yep. overpaid. Like, let's right, be honest. Right. We called him overpaid, and right. it turns out he wasn't, but yeah. Oh, and we said, like, even if Paul George leaves in a year, at least they got off of the Oladipo contract, which <laughs> right. we weren't the only ones who said that, which once again proves all of us know nothing. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just don't, like, we, we're not there for the off season, especially. We don't know what these guys go through, and, like, the training regimens, it seems like, Oladipo really took it to the next level last off season. What you know, maybe he realized like this is my last real shot to prove, you know, I've got this big second contract. But if I don't really start pick it up, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna get a big third one. And now it looks like he's gonna get a big third one. So yeah, you know, I don't want to make too much fun of us because again, you just you don't know what the other circumstances are. Um, but that said, yeah, I mean. It's really it is it's tough to find a deal. Like I just don't know what San Antonio wants necessarily. Like I would think if you're if you're trading Kawhi, like you're probably it would be better for you to get young players and draft picks and Dario's still mm-hmm. young enough. I mean Covington's a little bit older. Um but he's movable. He's an asset. Right. Yeah. And then also like Pop is signed for one more year. He might re up 
for one more year after that, but then he's going to be coach of the 2020 Olympics, and then there's talk of him retiring. So maybe, yep. you know, maybe if you're the Spurs, you don't want, or you, like you want to still ha- be competitive in the short term, and you want guys like Covington and Sarich who are a little bit older, uh, who have proven themselves on a playoff team already. So I mean, look, if it's I said it before, if it's Covington, Sarich, and the Miami pick, I do it. Without hesitation, I think mm. Philly can use the leverage of, you know, look, as you mentioned, they could say this is what Paul George returned last year, but also Paul George wasn't coming off of a weird quadricep injury that, like, ruined his relationship with the franchise. Right. <laughs> that's that's kind of a big point. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. Um, oh, God, he, like, did Sixers running the driver's seat here? You would think, I mean... The Lakers, I guess, could be, but if the Lakers sign Boogie, that really... Yeah, that's that's my expectation here. Yeah, so that takes them... I would think that takes them out of the running. I, I just don't know how you make the salaries match outside of finding a taker for Dang. Maybe, maybe they still could. I don't know. But, yeah, then it, it seems like it comes down to Boston or Philly, which is also an interesting debate. If you're Boston, then... Mm-hmm. Do you say, "Oh shit, Philly can get Philly can get Kawhi," and you know, again, having just seen what happened with Paul George, Philly might keep Kawhi, and now we might have to worry about Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Kawhi Leonard together for the next five plus years. Ugh. Do we up our offer? Do we include Jalen Brown? Like it sounds like they have they are not including Tatum or Brown right now. So a tweet just popped in from Mark Spears. Oh boy. Okay. New Orleans Pelicans all-star free agent center DeMarcus Cousins received calls from the Pelicans and Los Angeles Lakers tonight once free agency began and is expected to have meetings scheduled with both teams soon, a source told ESPN's The Undefeated. Huh. Wow. Interesting. So that go that ties together very nicely with your entire point here because if Boogie goes to LA, like there's a th- free path to Kawhi, if you're mm-hmm. Philly, like oh my God, you're you will have so much leverage, and the very and the mere fact that you have all those assets and you can still offer them Covington, Sarge, and two first round draft picks without blinking, and it would still be a good deal even if he leaves the next year, like it it just screams to me that Kawhi is going to be a Sixer. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it was Mark Stein on the Dan Patrick show. He said they badly want him. I think mm. the advantages for them, obviously the Brett Brown relationship, he was with Kawhi for a couple of years in San Antonio. Also, Kawhi has been consulting with, I think his name is Jonathan Glasshow. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he's the doctor affiliated with the Sixers, and he's the guy oh. who the second opinion is coming from. That is the reason him and San Antonio got off to, uh, their, their relationship started to dissolve. So no one's going to have more familiarity with that injury than this doctor. Than the Sixers. <laughs> right. I mean, HIPAA is a thing. So, like, Kawhi's yeah, going to have to, like, clear the doctor to tell them about it. But, yeah, I mean, they'll have a much better understanding than most other teams and the Lakers or the Celtics or whoever. Um, and whereas, you know, the Celtics, I think, they're in a really interesting spot with Kawhi. Because you can justify, especially if LeBron leaves, like the Celtics are now, 
If LeBron goes to the Lakers, the Celtics are now the favorites in the East, and I don't think it's close. Like, I, I think it would be a major upset if they did not make the finals. So you can very easily make the case, why why risk it? Like, let's just bring, you know, let's get uh, Irving and Hayward healthy. Let's just go mm-hmm. to the finals and see what happens. But then you could also say, well, now we could, like, set up a fucking empire if we, you know, I know we're risking a lot by trading Jalen Brown, who could be really good, for Kawhi Leonard, who can leave in a year. But we could. But also, it's Kawhi Leonard, right? Like we could also have a dynasty in the making. Like we could be the antidote to the Spurs, or to yeah. the sorry to the Warriors. Yeah. Oh God, that would. I mean, that would be terrific. Like again, I've said this before, and I'm going to repeat myself. Kawhi Leonard, fully healthy, is a top five player. Yeah. And it seems that we've lost sight of that because, you know, what have you done for me lately? This is the tendency of us. In, in the NBA world. He played nine games, people writing him off, like, oh, he's not that good anyway. No, no, he is. Stop it. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. He would immediately be the best player on uh, Boston, actually. Yeah, frankly, on either team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be honest, uh, he would. Oh, this is going to be interesting. So it might come down to Philly and Boston just chipping away at that deal. Yeah. And like I mean, those are you know those two teams. If they are willing to pony up, they can blow mm-hmm. anything in the Lakers offer out of the water. Oh, and anyone else. Right, right. So it could just be. I mean, that's that's if you're the Spurs, that's what you're hoping for is a bidding war between mm-hmm. those two teams. Oh yeah, absolutely. Get out of control. Absolutely. Oh, if if the Spurs get Jalen Brown, and picks. Or even, you know, your deal of Sarge, Covington, and draft picks, and mm-hmm. maybe even more draft picks, and, and players stashed overseas, maybe Jonah Bolton, the, the yeah. rights to Jonah. Mm-hmm. They they could have a feast. Like, yeah. They could really have a feast about this. Right. I mean, they would yeah. expedite whatever, I don't even want to call it a rebuild, because again, they're going to win 50 games no matter what. But yeah. it, would, it would turn them... From fifty to possibly sixty right away, like they could be the second best team in the West next year, even without Kawhi. That is so dumb. Like, yeah, <laughs> that is so ridiculous. It's, it's all it's, it's amazing. So like, it's a, it it's it like is so quintessential Spurs. It is. Yeah. Oh I'm actually, yeah. I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna be writing about the Kawhi Boston angle in particular for Give Me Sports mm. this week. So nice. keep an eye out nice. for that. Yeah, I, I just had to throw throw away fifteen hundred words for giving me sport on the whole Dallas Mavericks center options. Oh no, <laughs> because I didn't think that DeAndre would sign like immediately. I didn't yeah. think we'd see this. I thought yeah. we'd maybe see a few signings. So I thought it would have a few days like <laughs> a lifetime. But yeah, so uh, be it. By the way, Omri Caspi one year to Memphis. Yeah, I I, I think it's a, a minimum deal. I haven't seen the financial terms. It has to be maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen. No, I don't have the terms either. So no, I, but I but would assume I, probably a minimum. So what is that for him? Like two point one million? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna type that into my spreadsheet here. Yeah. Um. But that I like that. Caspi is good. Yeah. I know he was hurt last year a lot for the Warriors, so yeah, we didn't get <clears> to <throat> see it as much. But yeah, great. No, but him healthy is good. He, yeah. I mean, and and the this is the sad part, right? Omri Caspi fully healthy is, is probably better than Chandler Parsons right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so unfortunate, but I mean, but but what I'm saying is it's actually a significant addition. 
Like, yeah. people are going to look at it and go, oh, okay, Omri Caspi at the minimum, whatever. No, that's significant. That's a significant piece. Right. And that it goes back to my point about the Western Conference. Like, the Grizzlies are going to be much better than they were last year. Like, I, mm-hmm. there are maybe, there are two teams. It's the Suns and the Kings that I can't make a convincing case that they're going to be in the playoff hunt next year. Probably the Clippers, too, depending on what happens with them. But assuming LeBron goes to the Lakers, I think you can make a convincing case for every team in both the Southwest and the Northwest, plus the Warriors and the Lakers. That's 12 teams. Only eight are going to make the playoffs. Oh, boy. It's going to be fun. (laughs) So we have another, like, 10 days of interesting chit-chat about this. Yeah. So we're definitely going to – We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Might be for the, well, we have restricted free agency coming up. As that's well. true. That's so, true. That's so true. that should that should at least extend a little bit. So we'll definitely get on, uh, get on that with this podcast. We'll we'll probably come out a little bit more frequently than we used to just over the first two weeks. I'm yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll definitely whenever LeBron James signs, we will record as quickly as possible. Um, mm-hmm. We do have families and other commitments unfortunately so it might not be like within the hour but we we promise we will get it up as soon as possible and then yeah we're gonna be i'd say at least two or three times a week for the the meat of this free agency we'll also right start focusing on summer league because that's gonna be starting up soon it's a really mm-hmm. fun time of year you you keep calling it christmas eve i i was really i was humming it to the most wonderful time of the year you know 30 minutes before the clock officially struck midnight so yeah. Any any final <laughs> thoughts from this first night of free agent madness? I'm glad I slept. <laughs> Me too. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You you're in a much better mood than you would be if it was. What, oh, for sure. Seven a.m. and you hadn't slept all day. Yeah. That that would. It's it's almost eight a.m. right now, and I've already been up for three and a half hours. But it's fine. I mean, Great. rather that than have been up all night. By the way, we are going to see each other this month now. That's true. Yeah, in a couple weeks. Three weeks from now, it's going to be awesome. It is, yeah. We will hopefully record a podcast live together while, while I'm in Denmark if we remember I, I to have do an, it. I actually have an idea. We should do a video podcast while we walk down the streets of Copenhagen. Ooh. I'm going to leave you to do the technical version, but yeah. I'm oh, I, ha- I, have, <laughs> I have several camcorders. I even have these small oh, nice. lavalier microphones that you can attach to the collar of your shirt and stuff like that. Oh, I have wow. everything. Yeah, we, right. we, we don't need anything. We can do that. Boom. There we go. So look forward to that. Even after free agency starts winding down, we'll get <laughs> some video. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll yeah. start a YouTube channel. Perfect. That's, that's, that's where the money is, Brian. Anyway. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, until LeBron James signs, which sounds like, I mean, it could be as early as today or tomorrow. We'll we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll find out soon enough, I guess. Uh, but until he does, follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio. We will be tweeting incessantly over the next couple of days, so please give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five star reviews. We'd love any feedback. And we're now being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network. So check them out on Twitter at Almighty Casts. Until next time, I'm Brian Taporic, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. You too, Brian. I'm getting shirts printed that says, When in doubt, don't Max Levine. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm gonna I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. <laughs> Take care, man. You too. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the Hey Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.